So you're probably wondering why we love boba so much (laughs) and why we talk about it so much in our intro and in all of our podcast episodes. So basically, I don't even know how we got onto the whole like boba thing, how we just started drinking it and realized that we both love boba, but apparently we both love boba. And all of a sudden that became something that we would go and get for each other, like me showing up at your salon with three bobas and you guys weren't even there that day yet. Having a bad day? We'll get you a boba. Everything's better. Yep. It's it's the perfect combination of a little bit of caffeine and a snack. (laughs) It's so delicious. So if you haven't tried boba yet, our podcast is going to make you want to have boba because we talk about it quite a few times. Yeah. And Seven Leaves is our favorite. Just a little shout out to Seven Leaves. (laughs) Seven Leaves Cafe, if you hear us, we love your boba. Welcome to the Dreampreneur Podcast, a space for goal guidance, tangible strategies, and positive insight. Are you lost in a mindset that keeps you from achieving your dreams? Do you wish that you knew the steps that others have taken? What if the thing that you're most passionate about came with a paycheck? We're your hosts. I'm Alexis May. And I'm Katie Brown. Tune in weekly because we're getting real about the lessons we've learned through opening our salons and turning what started out as a side hustle into a community, a brand, a lifestyle, and so much more. We're dreampreneurs. We're here to share with you the good, the imperfect, and the ugly behind the hustle. Because it's not about the end goal. It's about the steps that you take along the journey that determines the outcome. If you're ready to work hard and get real with your personal story, pull up a chair, grab some boba, and let's start working on your dreams. I hear so many people wanting to level up their life, but the truth is that most people have the desire, but they don't have the actual drive or action to go after their goals. So we got to hear Tim Tebow speak at our annual convention and he told part of his story. And I feel like half of the, half of us women were like trying to pay attention while he's talking in his dark jeans and dark shirt and slash drooling a little bit. Um, But what he said is something that I really, really love. And he said, I train my body so that when they get tired, I don't. When they want to give up, I don't. When they want to lay down, I don't. (laughs) Tim Tebow was so awesome. Seriously, it was hilarious seeing all of the women in the room just like jump to their feet, scream. He literally got the the largest most amazing welcoming from all the women in our company it was hilarious <laughs> but he was really awesome to hear speak he's such an inspiration and it's true what he talked about though keeping consistent with your training so that way when times get tough you are ready and by training in this kind of situation we're using it as more of a metaphor for all of the things just like working out gives you more energy if you're constantly training your mindset with the self-help books and different podcasts. Train like you're in school again. Just reading alone is a training method that we use. Reading so many great things to help train your mind is essential to staying on top of your business. One of the things that I was reading about that actually reading does for you is it, I mean, it does so many different things. Mental stimulation, it reduces stress, it increases your knowledge, your vocabulary expansion, memory improvement, stronger analytical thinking skills, improved focus and concentration, and even better writing skills. The company that we worked for basically had this huge flash sale. It's not even over yet. And we launched new products. We had things on sale. And guess what? We were totally ready for it. Even though it required a lot of work and like hosting 
Thanksgiving, trying to take care of all this because we're recording during Thanksgiving right now. We're making sure that we spend time with our family and friends and learning about how we do both of these things at once. And we're ready for this because we've been staying consistent even when there isn't a flash sale. So how did we train for this? We're consistently downloading new apps, playing around with graphics, checking in with our teams and team group pages to make sure we're not missing an announcement. We've trained for this. We knew when this sale dropped that we were ready to make or take, sorry, take massive action with our business and to help our teams. So here's what we want to ask those of you that are listening in. How are you training? How are you training so hard that you don't tire out easily, that you're not just laying down when the big times come? Our topic for this episode is to help you get the most out of your mindset, help you with what's holding you back, help you learn how to train yourself for the next steps in your hustle. So where does that start? That literally starts with knowing the right tools. So what tools do we use to stay on track? First thing, get a planner. Um, Actually, Katie was talking to me about a planner and I've been doing the planner in my phone and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and this is how I've been doing it. And guess what? My life was not put together. It's like all of a sudden I had another kid and I needed a planner. So I went to anthropology. I got myself the cutest planner ever and I have been using it every single day and not having it in my phone. So I'm actually having to write things out and it's just been able to really help me keep track of things, plan things. All of that has literally put my life back together. It's so nice. So thank you, Katie, for having me get a planner. Planner shopping is fun, too. You can find one that kind of, like, fits your style, and you can look through them. A lot of them have, like, different time increments that you can block out by the hour. Erin Condren is a great place to go to customize your own planner if you really want to make it however you want it to be. And then, like Alexa said, she went to Anthropology. I went to the Paper Source. They have a lot of different places to, um, or a lot of different planners to choose from. So find your planner. And the other thing that works for us is I literally have notepads all over my house, wherever you are the most. I have a notepad in my salon. I use the notes in my phone. Um, but wherever you are the most, have a notepad. So keep one in your bathroom. Keep one in your kitchen. And anytime an idea or something that you have to get done comes to mind, write it down. And then the next day, you can start to incorporate those things into your schedule. And this is where I actually do use my phone because I keep notes on my phone. So if I have an idea for a YouTube video or have an idea for a content picture or a post, that's where I keep stuff in my phone because um, I have to make sure that I have it in one place so that when I'm nursing and I have time to actually utilize these things, I can actually go back to it. All right. So during this Black Friday sale, it's been so amazing and, and just for other things too, to utilize different apps to be able to keep your team together. So if you have a salon team, if you have a real estate team, if you have any type of team, you can utilize the app Voxer. It's a walkie talkie app. I love it. I have my whole team on there and I actually had one of my girls just double rank this weekend and we're in here and we're celebrating. We're talking about all these things and it's just a really easy place to keep track of your team and communicate and make sure that everyone is staying in the know, keeping in the loop, celebrating all of the things. Yeah, it's a pretty cool app. So Voxer and Viber, two different apps that you can use to basically communicate with your entire team, multiple groups of people. It's really cool and it makes life so much easier. The next tool that you're going to want to have in your belt is brain food. The most important thing, the most important tool that you have in your box is your brain food. So make sure that you're taking care of your overall health, eating the right foods that are going to give you actual energy, not just eating candy and like little protein bars and things that you think 
are going to be doing your body good but don't have a lot of nutrients. Try to stay away from sugars. Try to drink a lot of water. If you can take care of your body, you're taking care of your health, that's going to make you or it's going to allow you to do so much more in your business because you're not going to have the brain fog. All right, and then you need to take action. So plan it out, write it out. I actually had written in my planner that I wanted to hit have like one of my people rank up and then I also wanted to have someone. All right, so then you need to take action. You need to plan and write out what you want for your month. And some people do one month, some people do three months, five months, whatever it is, but you definitely want to have at least one month planned out. And what I love about this is I actually wrote out my goals for this month and I was able to check both of them off. Remember when I was talking about that girl who ranked up? That was in my planner and it was saying I wanted someone to hit this. And then I also had another thing that I was able to check off. So I planned it out and guess what? It happened. Another thing that will help you stay focused is we set 50 minute timers. We actually learned this from Drew Cannoli, the owner and inventor of Organifi. Um, So he taught us that if you are trying to stay focused, one of the best ways to do that if you're working from home or if you're doing any kind of project is to set a timer for 50 minutes. And then when that timer goes off, take 10 minutes to either stretch, go for a walk, get some water, get some fresh air, just give yourself a little bit of a break and then come back to whatever you're doing for 50 minutes or change up whatever you're doing. But it definitely helps you stay focused. And then you need to be consistent. We have been talking about this so much, especially in just kind of diving into what leadership is in our personal lives. And whenever you create a schedule that works for you, every night you're going to make a to-do list for the following day. Um, And then I know Katie has something that she does with her husband. So what do you guys do? Yeah, pretty much um, before we go to bed each night, we'll talk about what our plans are for the following day. I'll share my list of things that I have to do with my husband and the times that I'm kind of doing them or planning on doing them. And he'll share his with me. So then that way we can plan our schedules around each other and do more things together. Like we enjoy walking the dogs and eating dinner together and cooking. So when we kind of match up our schedules it allows us to spend more time together and that's my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) and then when you go from there you don't quit remember your why hold on to it there's going to be times when you're training and you feel like you're going to see no improvement especially in the beginning it's like going to the gym in the beginning and not first all you're going to be is sore you don't see the results. You look at that Kit Kat bar and you're like, mm, I really want you. And then <laughs> guess what? You keep going, you keep training, and then all of a sudden you're going to start seeing your gym results. You are going to start seeing it not only in your body, but in your clothes, just in a whole bunch of different ways. And then guess what? You're going to feel so proud of yourself because you keep on going. So take that idea and apply it to your business. You don't stop. You keep on feeling sore and you keep on doing the do until you see results and then you celebrate. And then guess what? You don't quit again. You keep going. Don't stop doing the do. You got to hold your team accountable also. Accountability calls, team trainings, team meetings, and a business culture. That means setting up certain times with your crew, with your people, and making sure that you're checking in with them and then also you can kind of have them check in with you they can hold you accountable for all the things that you've been wanting to do as well and having that communication back and forth with your team is going to keep you in the loop with them I do this with my assistant. So whenever we go in in the beginning of the week, I have like a certain number of like sales and things that I want to do with my clients and just making sure everyone has the correct 
products for their hair, stuff like that. So what we do is we look at who we have coming in that week. We go and check all of their purchases and see if there's something in there that we actually need and or that they need. And then we go in, we write their name down, write what product it is, and just kind of talk to them about it. So it's not anything pushy. It's not anything weird. It's just we're setting ourselves up to be successful, to have that open communication about making sure that they have the correct things for their hair. And guess what? A lot of times it results in us being able to help them with their hair and then also create a sale. So this is something that I love to communicate with my assistant because it just sets us up on the same page. And then we have a place where we can check in. And again, this can be applied towards any part of any type of business. It's just making sure that you are staying in communication. And guess what? I'm also teaching my assistant really healthy habits of checking in and making sure that she is staying on top of her clients and what they're using at home on their own hair. And if you have an assistant and you're in kind of that leadership role, another thing that I do, I love that weekly check-in, Alexis, that's so smart, but one of the things that I do to help my assistant stay on track and also help my team is I will write out, like when she first started, my assistant first started working for me for the first three months, I marked on the calendar the three-month point and we had our three-month meeting. So basically we kind of have like quarterly meetings, but it's every three months and we'll go over all of the things that she wants to start working on, what her goals are. And it's little goals like posting more on social media and wanting to get better at haircuts and faster with blow dries and things like that, getting better at collecting content. So we'll talk about all the things that she wants to do and all the things that I love that she's doing and all the things that we need to work on. And then in another three months, we come back to that. And you better believe that that's marked on the calendar. And then for my team with the company um, that we, the network marketing company that we do, I have little dates that'll say like, call with Kate at 1 p.m. And I will mark out a half an hour of my time to call one of my girls and check in with her and see if she's achieving her goals and accomplishing things that we had set for the previous month. So schedule out those times for your team and they're going to really appreciate it. But it's also you're going to find that it's also holding you accountable. And then what you need to do is involve yourself in things of leadership. A lot of what we're talking about in this episode is going to be a lot of leadership skills because, hey, guess what? If you're running a business, if you're involved in a type of business, you have to be a leader. So you need to be taking some of the first steps just by listening to, I mean, you're doing it right now. You're listening to our podcast, but you also want to branch outside of that and invest in yourself. So going to leadership seminars, taking advantage of different opportunities so you can grow yourself and get outside of your comfort zone because this is going to create opportunities for you to stretch and grow yourself and show you where you need to grow and give you ideas on, oh, I need to implement this. Oh, I haven't done this. It's a really great way to learn from other people what you need to do in your own business. So let's expand on that just a little bit more and we're going to go into some key points. That way you guys can walk away with some good nuggets from this episode. All right. So I use this metaphor all of the time. And if you're on my team, you know what I'm about to say. You are the driver of your business. Once you get in that driver's seat, you are the only one capable of making it go to any type of destination. Duh. You have control of the gas and brakes, my friends. So before you get going, what are you going to need? you're going to need gas. So getting pumped up on excitement is really, really important. And if you're not excited about your business, no one else will be. Then you're probably going to need a GPS because without a destination, you're just going to end up in the middle of nowhere wondering how in the heck you got there, right? And once you have that, you need to plan your trip. Yeah, there might be some detours, flat tires, 
boba detours, <laughs> things like that, that kind of get you distracted, but you got to keep driving and you're going to eventually get yourself there. If you want to lead people, what are you doing? Your team will follow your lead. So lead by example and by team that goes for all things. So um, choose to be a leader in all areas of your life. Okay. One of the biggest things that drives me absolutely bonkers is when people are like, oh, I don't have a team. How am I going to be a leader? I don't know how to be a team leader. Well, guys, if you don't have a team, it doesn't matter because you're going to want people on your team, right? This can go for a lot of different types of businesses. So you need to start acting like the leader that people are looking for. Not everyone can go into leadership roles. So you need to go and be that leader that people are looking for. So then you can turn and help those people be leaders themselves. Like it doesn't matter who you are, introvert, extrovert, whatever it is, you are designed to be a leader and to help others. And each of us get called into that in different roles. So I know Katie and I have different type of leadership roles and it's really cool to see what we go into with that. Some of them might be the same. So some of us might have different leadership things, but it's just really important guys that you show up as a leader that you want to be for other people. And then you're going to grow and expand into that. It's not about knowing everything in the beginning, but you better start acting like the type of person that people are looking to. And if you don't know how to be a leader, be a follower first, follow the footsteps of your leaders and then teach your team how to follow your footsteps. They're going to learn just from watching you and you can tell them, Hey, look, I've been watching this person and I've been recreating and duplicating what they've been doing. Recreate and duplicate what I do. And guess what? That also means that when you see other people doing things and you don't like some of the stuff that they're doing, then you also have another thing. Okay, mm, I don't like that. So let me scratch that off my list. And I don't want to be that type of a person. And I'm going to work on being the type of person that I do want to be as a leader. Yep. You just take it and recreate it and twist it to your own. And then what happens when people get fired up, they're driving their little cars and starting to lead and they level up. And what's crazy here is that a lot of times, and I know I'm not good at this, we don't celebrate those times that we do level up and we don't acknowledge it because we're so focused on that next thing of being that next level. And we don't even realize that we've improved. And then you hit a wall. Hitting walls is not fun. And what happens? You can't generate new leads. Your team isn't motivated. They can't afford to delegate something out. They cry and complain and throw an adult tantrum, kind of like I did when I didn't want to do events for my business. So for my direct sales business, hosting events literally makes me so uncomfortable. And you probably don't know this because I, I do YouTube and I put myself out there so much. But hosting and being a part of smaller root groups really freaks me out. Literally low-key social anxiety. But after some time of not knowing and not growing in my business and being surrounded by others that like I look at them and I'm like, wow, it's, it's just so easy and so natural for them. I learned to actually like events. I'm not even kidding you when I say it gave me like hot flashes, sweats, like it just freaks me out for some reason or freaked me out. And then guess what? I stretch myself. I grew in a place that I was making excuses for, and I saw a change in my business because I finally took ownership in that area, and all of a sudden, guess what? I like to be a part of events. Now, sometimes it doesn't mean that I'm like perfect at it, but I really worked hard on that area in my life, and it took a little while, and then I get to hang out with people like Katie, who <laughs> she loves hosting events, and it just, I mean, you do it so effortlessly, too. Well, because 
our events are kind of like parties. So yeah. it's definitely really fun. But um, I was kind of thinking about how that nerve never really goes away. So if you're hosting an event, if you're throwing an event, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to have some sort of nerve. It doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're a wedding coordinator, you are going to be nervous before you have your big event. I remember when I was first starting my bridal business and every single wedding that I would go to, I would have these nerves. And 10 years later, I still have those nerves in a different way. You know, you just want everything to go smoothly, more so for the bride. But when I first started, it was a different kind of nerve. It was the kind of nerve of like, oh my gosh, am I going to do a good job today? Is everything going to go on time? And then as it progressed, it's more like, I really hope that everything goes perfectly for that bride. But what I've learned about hosting events and having events is it is so important because it builds a sense of community. And community is what people want. Yeah. Having having an event also makes it to where you can talk to people one-on-one. And depending on what event you're having, you're either, if you're in network marketing, you're getting the product into people's hands. You're able to talk to them face-to-face. You're able to show them how easy it is to have an event. And people have fun at events. People get to know you at events. It's more personal. So I mean, I definitely still get nerves before okay. events. I'm going to insert a story right now in case you get mad at me for this. But <laughs> oh, so, great. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we have um, our team. It's called the Wanderlust team for our direct sales business. And we hosted an event earlier this year. <laughs> and I totally didn't ask her if I could say this either. I'm cringing but right now. <laughs> her and Brianna and I were getting ready. And okay, so the part of this event that freaks me out is just like the hosting and getting everything prepped and ready to go. Whereas like for me, talking and speaking in front of people, I am totally cool with. While Katie and Brianna are literally taking a shot before <laughs> we go out and start speaking because they needed to calm their nerves. And it just goes to show you, we all have our powerhouse places that we feel comfortable in. And then we have our places that we're not so comfortable in. But guess what? We got to do it together and supported each other. And that's where community really helps so that when you need to take a shot, you can with your friend. And then I just get to sit here and laugh and be like, did you guys really just take shots? And they're like, yes. Yeah. It was like, probably 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> but it was also like our first like launch event and it was it, it can be one of those things where like nerves pop up yeah so if you were at the very first wonderless workshop <laughs> we Katie definitely had a shot of bacardi yep. limon <laughs> it, was, yep. it was foul but it did the trick it took the edge off and we were able to kind of loosen up and Honestly, that crowd was only about 15 to 20 people I want to say but it still is nerve-wracking it doesn't matter how big or how small you want to do a good job. And I think, I think nerves are important because it shows that you care. Yeah. It shows that you really truly care and you want to do a good job, right? If you weren't nervous and you just went out there and totally winged it, I mean, maybe eventually you'll get to that point, but nerves show that you care. Yeah. And I think going into any type of a business, it doesn't matter. Obviously, like we're talking about a lot of different things. Katie and I come from a background of being hairstylists and assistants and salon owners, and then also our direct sales business. But it kind of goes in with all these different things. And, you know, your growth, your personal growth is going to determine the growth of your team and or your business. So how you grow your business is you growing yourself. And I think that 
Okay, so in direct sales, they say that direct sales is basically like uh, personal development with a paycheck. And I think it's so true because I've never worked on myself so hard. But I remember going into the salon and being an assistant and having like those wide eyes where you're just freaked out about everything. Mm -hmm. Everything freaks you out. We see that with our assistants right now. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those points where like you get to start to learn. You get to start to dive in. And what was once like gibberish and you couldn't understand a freaking thing, then you go into and you're getting a little bit more comfortable with it. And then you go into it and you're like, dang, I got this. But you can't get there unless you're putting the time in, you're putting that effort in and you're not sitting here making all these excuses and going, oh, well, I'm not good at this. Oh, well, I'm not good at that. Oh, here's a kicker that I'm sorry if you have kids. I did this and I was using my kids as an excuse. Oh, because I have my kids. Oh, because I have this. And yes, at times, I mean, you guys, I'm sitting here. I have a low-key sore sore throat. Apparently, I'm saying low-key a lot tonight. (laughs) But I'm getting over a cold. My Both my kids have colds. I've been up with my kids all night doing all of this stuff. But here I am sitting here doing a podcast and I'm here and I'm doing it. And people ask me all the time. They're like, Alexis, how do you do that? How do you do that? You guys, it's also kind of like I was just talking to a new person on my team today and she's a single mom. She's amazing. And people probably sit there and say, how do you do that? You just do it. There's some things that you just have to do. And for me, I just have to do this stuff. I have to be a leader. I have to do these things because I want to be able to support my family. I want to be able to support my dreams, my children, all of these things. So if I'm going to sit here and lay down and just give up, like, where is that going to get me? It's not going to get me anywhere. I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to lay on the side of the room and I'm going to get ran over. Like that's where it's going to take you. I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else tomorrow. So we all talk about where we want to be. Yeah. We all talk about how we want to get to that next level. We want to get to that next rank. We want to be making more money. We want to be taking more vacations. If you want to do those things, you got to do the do. You got to put in the work. You can't mm-hmm. be afraid to be a leader because being a leader is the next step. Yeah. And when you go for it and you screw up a little bit, that's how you learn how to do things. I mean, we hear all the time with all of these incredible historical figures, you know, they go through all of these hard trials and they keep going. And we hear those stories and we're like, oh, that's so cute. I'm going to put it in my back pocket. And then later I'm going to pull it out for a rainy day. When in reality, we sit here and we hit that wall and then we're like, oh, so sad. Or we make up a lot of excuses. Here's one of the things if you do the Enneagram, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a number three. So what happens is if I can't be the best or I'm not going to be the top dog, I don't even want to do it. So I don't even go out there when I know what I'm capable of. And I know that I can grow myself, but I'm like, you know what, if I can't be the best, I'm not going to do it. What a bad attitude. That's one of the things that I found out about myself that I needed to change and work on. So in the businesses that I'm in, I can't sit here and look around. And here's one of the biggest killers in business is looking around, comparing yourself to that person. I mean, we hear this all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You compare yourself, you get down on yourself, and then you forget about all the amazing things that you accomplished. Like, I could sit here and tell you a whole bunch of stuff that Katie's accomplished, and I'm sure she can sit here and tell you a whole bunch of things that she's bummed out that she hasn't done. Where we have to sit here and celebrate those victories and take charge of our business and really go through and look at all of these things that we're doing and make sure that we're not laying on the ground whining and complaining, 
sitting here taking charge of our business and doing the do and taking these action steps, just like we're talking about right now. Yes. Yes. And I think the most important thing to remember when you're going into being a leader is that when you're a leader, you serve the people. Mm -hmm. If you feel like serving is below you, leading is definitely beyond you. If you don't know how to be a leader, start by being a follower. Like I said before, follow the steps of your leaders and know that when you're leading, you are helping other people. Therefore, you are serving. You are serving other people. You're helping them grow. You're helping them build their own empires. Yeah, because business is not just about you, especially if you're working with customers, clients, whatever it is with that. It's about them. How are you going to give them value? This is what I tell people a lot on Instagram. If you're trying to grow any type of social media following, or if you're just trying to gain trust within your community, because let me tell you right now, numbers do not matter. It is the trust that you have within your community. Um, You you need to... Lost my train of thought. (laughs) You know, that's okay because I had a train of thought come in. (laughs) Okay, finish up what I was saying. So, I mean, for me being a leader, yeah, it means serving the people. But all of my life, I've run into different scenarios where I've thought about how people have been treating me. And the way that I want to be treated, I will treat them back. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is not so nice to me or judgmental, instead of giving them what they gave me, I lead by example because I want to show my friends, my family, my followers, all the people that look up to me because whether or not you know it, there's people that look up to you. You may not think it, but at some point in your life, you're going to know that somebody has been looking up to you. They will tell you. Mm -hmm. Lead by example in everything that you do. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you, let's say you get into a car accident, right? And somebody bumps into you. You get out of your car and you're heated, you're angry. You go up to that person and you're screaming at them. What good is that going to do? That's just going to get the other person angry and heated back at you. But if you get out of your car and you're like, hey, are you okay? And even if they're upset, stay calm, stay true to yourself, stay true to your kind patient, whatever it is that you truly want to be, think rationally, think slowly and be the leader in that situation. Lead that situation, lead all situations. So if you're a hairstylist and you get a client that's angry with you, be the leader in that situation. How do you want to handle the situation in all situations. <laughs> and this is where Katie says it all the time. It's a ripple effect. So if you're looking at like, let's say you are in direct sales and you're looking at your team and you're like, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Are you showing up and doing it? Are you doing the things? And also are you showing your team or the people that are potentials for your team? Or if you're a salon, or if you are a small business owner, whatever it is that it, it is there, are you showing your team what to do? Because they're going to watch and copy. So are they picking up bad habits? What is it that you're doing? And then also if you're growing, they're going to be open to growing. It's kind of like if you're a hairstylist and you decide to put extensions in or chop some bangs or chop your hair, guess what? There's going to be some clients that want to follow in those footsteps because you were brave and you took the first step to do it. Absolutely. I 100% will say right now that the times in the month where I am 
booming on my social media. I'm posting every single day. I'm showing up and doing the do. I see my team start to show up and do the do. I start to see them posting, getting Mm -hmm. outside of their comfort zones. And I don't even have to be there with them. They just take the lead because I took the lead. Lead by example, and it will follow. It will be that ripple effect. Because we're all looking at this, like we love what we're doing, right? We're passionate, all this stuff. But if what you're doing and what you're leading and what you're trying to work for is not turning itself into an actual income, because uh, hello, guess what, guys? We're being entrepreneurs because we want to be our own bosses, right? We want to make our own money. We want to quit those jobs that we do not like. The ones that pull us out of our families so we can't spend time with them. The ones that don't fulfill us, the ones that don't give us purpose, you're going to want to turn whatever it is that you're doing, your passion, you're going to want to take that passion and turn it into an income. Yes. Yes. That's what we all want. I mean, even if let's say you do have a job that you, it's a very important job. You're a nurse or you're a doctor. Having that little side hustle is your out, I was say out leak, but I don't think that's the word. It's your way to show your passion. It's a way to live your passion. It's a way to do things outside of your norm, outside of your day-to-day, connect with a new community. But touching base on the whole entrepreneur thing, as an entrepreneur, there is no guaranteed income with it. So you can be an entrepreneur. You can have your own podcast. You can have your own direct sales company. You can have your own Etsy shop, whatever it is, but there's no guaranteed income with that. In this business, we don't get paid by the hour. We get paid for what we bring, what value we bring to the hour. I love that. I love that because I think a lot of us look at it and we're looking at what we're doing, but we forget that we need to get paid. And also we forget that we should have written down how much we want to make. And this is something that onboarding people into a business is a really great thing to do because then you can sit here and see, okay, let me see what your actual ideas are. And then let me see how do we get to that goal? And then how do we backtrack from that? And then there's going to be places where you're going to be good at things and you're going to be not so great at things. So tuning into what you're really good at and kind of pressing into that can be so powerful. And then looking at the things where you are weak and looking in those things where you need to grow that leadership being very transparent with yourself because we like to lie to ourselves and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Or just say, I'm just not good at that. I just can't. Those, oh, I, I, now that I've learned about these words that we speak to ourselves, it drives me nuts. So it's funny because if you're having a conversation with Katie and I, and we know that you're an entrepreneur or whatever it is type of business that you're in, and we hear someone say, I just can't, or I don't, or I'm bad. Uh, 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 don't say that. Yeah. We literally like, <laughs> wait, correct. Don't, <laughs> don't say that because you're not going to get anywhere when you make those excuses for yourself. Oh, it now it's funny because I hear myself say that I stop. I immediately nip it in the butt and I'm like, no, you're not saying that Alexis, you need to move on and you need to move into a positive light because what I'm doing is what my team's going to do is what my assistant's going to do. And I need to make sure that I'm showing up as the highest level of myself. So that way, maybe I'm not her today, but I need to step into that so that I remind myself constantly of who I need to be at that point. Touching on what you just said, I know that in my head, I will say things to myself that necessarily aren't true. And then I have to go back and recreate, or I have to go back and correct those. those. So 
thoughts are things. Thoughts are going to become reality. So if you tell yourself in your head, oh my gosh, I hate going live on Instagram, that's going to be what actually happens. Even if you say out loud a thousand times, I love going live on Instagram. I love going live on Instagram. If you're thinking the opposite, what's going to really be true? The opposite. So inside your head, correct those thoughts as well. Because whenever you're you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, okay, that's all good and great, Alexis and Katie, but like, and then you say that, but you need to sit here and think about where are those thoughts coming from? Because our thoughts come from things and reasons and happenstances that have come into our life and then we take it on as truth. So you need to go and search out those things that you think that you're bad at or why you don't deserve to be a leader or why you don't think you're worthy to be a leader, whatever it is. You need to start writing that stuff out, figuring out where that is, root it out, kick it to the curb because you are worthy and you deserve it. And I, there's so many people that I look at and that I see and I'm like, man, You'd be such a great, like you pressing into that leadership role that I can see you going into, but they don't do it for whatever it is. You guys, it's their own personal issues. We all have that. You know, we're not sitting here saying that we're perfect and that our leadership is great. No, there's been a lot of stuff that I have learned over the course of the years. And now I get to sit here and share it with you guys. And now I get to sit here and acknowledge it, work on it. And I'm going to keep on working on that stuff. Personal growth is so powerful. There's so many different ways to get it. But, you know, coming back to the ultimate point of this podcast episode, leadership comes from personal development. All right. So a quote from Les Brown is that I think I'm going to have to say it. You kind have of to with say it like, like he says it. Yeah. Okay. So basically he says, people that are hungry are willing to do the things today that others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow that others won't have. So the choice is yours. You can sit around and wish on a star and make a Pinterest board of what your business is going to look like, make all the excuses in the book for not making it happen, or you can put your big girl pants on and train like there ain't no tomorrow so that in a year from now or more, you know, you can look back and see all that you've worked on. What are those things? What are those steps that you have done to get to where you are then? Because I can guarantee you that when you take ownership over your business, you're taking your little car and you're driving like a boss, you're going to be pretty proud of where you're at. And you keep on doing that, sister. You don't stop. You earn that success. Let me just say this one more time. You earn that success because people that are successful are not lucky. They're successful. You put that passion where your mouth is and you stop dreaming about the life that you want to live and you start designing the life you want right now. Mic drop, sister. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first couple of episodes. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review letting us know what you love. And if something spoke to you, screenshot this episode and share it on the gram tagging at the Dreampreneur Podcast. That way we can see what speaks to you in order to serve this community and give back in the ways you need it most. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.